Hello and welcome back to the Megan Till Midnight Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Roshak. In today's episode, I want to chat with you all about micro-influencing. So I recently attended a conference that was hosted by Catch and it was all about micro-influencing. They had a panel of three influencers that spoke about their experience in the industry and they also shared some tips and tricks for if you're wanting to grow in the industry or if you want to get into it. So I thought it would be great to hop on here and kind of share some of the takeaways that I learned from the conference and just discuss. So I will be tagging the influencers that were on the panel below in the show notes just because you guys need to check these girls out. They are amazing. They create such amazing and beautiful content. And if you're looking to get into the space or if you're just curious about it, I think that these ladies' profiles are amazing to reference, but I think that we're good to just jump right in. So when the panel first opened up, they were asked, the influencers were asked when they really started to see a lot of growth on their personal social media accounts, and a lot of them referenced being more authentic is when they saw growth. So what they meant by that is that once they started to open up more on social media and show their real, like, authentic selves, they started to see people interact with that content more positively and start to follow them. Now, of course, it can be kind of intimidating to share all of you all at once with an audience on social media since it is just so public. But I think that it is really important if you want to get into the space, Um, I mean, or even just on your personal social media, I think it's a good thing to be authentic and be a real person. I personally love to interact with people that are real rather than obviously fake on social media. I also find that I have better conversations with people on social media when they're sharing stuff about their lives or just stuff that's really true to them. So I appreciate the fact that the panel opened up with a discussion of authenticity and just stressing the fact that if you're on social media, like, show your real life. Obviously, there's some aspects of it that we don't all have a Lightroom filter surrounding us in our day-to-day life, but as much as you can, just show up and be yourself. I think that's a good thing to do. One of the panelists said something along the lines of, don't let other people's thoughts limit you. So I thought that was a great way to kind of rephrase the be yourself cliche, but just to say, post what you want to and don't let other people limit you. I know the thought of people limiting me kind of makes me, I don't know, I feel like it fires you up a bit more. So I think that's motivation to just be your true and authentic self. Another common theme throughout the panel was consistency. So they really stressed that if you want to be in the micro-influencing space, you have to be consistent. So this means providing valuable and engaging content on a regular basis. This gives people an incentive to keep up with you and follow you. And if you potentially want to work with brands, brands like to see that you're active on social media and that you're actually contributing to a community on social media. So if you're the type of person that probably (laughs) posts just like once a month, like this might not be it unless you're willing to commit to more posts. And from a realistic standpoint, I think 
that's a great point to make. And this kind of segues well into the discussion of how to even work with brands. I really appreciate that they talked about this like a lot during the event, just because sometimes I feel like it's set up as this secretive thing. Well, it really shouldn't be and it doesn't need to be a secret. Working with brands is definitely attainable, even if you don't have a million followers like say the Kardashians, but you do have to have an understanding of who you are and what your brand or your account is all about. One of the panelists suggested that you should find your niche and your aesthetic before reaching out to brands. Uh, this is so you are established and you got yourself figured out first off, but then also you have a really cohesive pitch to give to brands, which means more likelihood of actually landing a deal, which in the beginning of micro-influencing, if you're getting started or if you're currently started, you might get gifted opportunities if a brand expects you to pay shipping, if they expect you to pay for product or anything like that it's not a real brand deal and they're taking advantage of you, so don't do it. That's totally a scam. But gifting campaigns are fine as long as you feel like you're getting something from it, whether that's a product that you really want or experience creating content for a brand. I kind of view like the gifted campaigns as like, internships before landing the job and like paid campaigns as the job and once you get to a certain point with content creation you'll have like enough samples of work built up that's easier to reach out to get paid opportunities because you have a proven track record of what you can do and what you can create and I feel like the process of actually connecting with brands is a lot simpler than it may like seem uh, all you really have to do is DM them or email them if you want to pitch yourselves to them. That's it. <laughs> like, that's the secret. Just keep it professional. Explain what you could do for them, why you love the brand. Uh, I know during the panel they brought up media kits, which are a great option. Myself, personally, I know I need to do some serious updating to my media kit since I created it a couple months ago. And I know I need to do more research on that myself. But one of the panelists said that your media kit should definitely include services and a why work with me section. Uh, don't put rates on just because you might want to negotiate if you are getting paid. Don't sell yourself short basically with that one. And in addition to like that cold calling style or just reaching out to brands, you can also get connected with brands through different networks. So they listed off ones like Influencer Collective, Intern Queen, Aspire IQ, and obviously I've personally been connected with some really great brands through Zfluence, Campus Trendsetters, and College Fashionista. But a lot of the longer lasting partnerships that you'll see on my social media have probably been through like ambassador programs or me personally like connecting with the business. Like I've had some affiliation with them before. And brand partnerships can kind of come in like all shapes and sizes. You might have one that's like one post, one product. That's all the interaction you have with the brand. But then you might also have others that run for like a year to two years or maybe even longer. It really just depends what 
you and the company wants, what's working, what's not working, and all of that. But I do think it is important to note that brand deals should not make up all of your content. Like, it's great to get them. We definitely appreciate them. But they shouldn't be everything. Not everything needs to be sponsored. And I liked that they brought this up in the panel too because I think sometimes on social media, like you know the accounts that have just tons of sponsored content and it just doesn't feel like you're actually connecting with the person behind it when that is the case. So I think it all kind of comes back to that authenticity point. Like you shouldn't just be a giant ad. You also need to be a person too and your audience follows you for that person, not just sponsored content. And I think another thing to note with the brand deals is to only take deals with companies that you can support or products that you actually enjoy. Near the end of the panel, the influencers were asked a really interesting question. And I really loved this question. So maybe when I'm, you know, watching a future panel, I'll be the person that asks this because I think it was great. And they were asked... Like, are there any things that I need to avoid as a micro-influencer? Usually you always ask, like, how can I do this? How can I do this? It's like, specifically, what do I have to avoid and not do? And I thought that the answers that came out of this question were really amazing and, and well executed. So the first thing that the influencer said was to avoid gatekeeping. And gatekeeping in general, I just kind of think, like, oh, that's withholding information. Like, that's kind of ugly. Don't do it. <laughs> I know that if people DM me and ask for, like, what video editing app I'm using for something or, you know, ask me questions, I'm going to answer them honestly and I'm going to give people helpful info. It never comes to mind to be like, I should lie to this person or I should just blow them off. Like, that's just not what happens. So it was so surprising to me when one of the girls had said that she knew an influencer that had been gatekeeping, like, shooting locations, which felt absolutely crazy to me. Like, this girl just didn't want to tell anyone where she was shooting and taking these beautiful photos. At the end of the day, it doesn't hurt to say, hey, you can take photos here, too. I mean, I guess if it's a super crowded space, but I'm like, there still has to be time when people can take photos and not everyone's content is necessarily going to look the same. If I shoot in a space, it's not going to look the same as another influencer. And so that just made no sense to me. And I, I couldn't believe that that was real. Because usually if I'm at different locations, I tag them in my Instagram post. Uh, for example, I know I've taken some really cool photos uh, downtown Milwaukee in Black Cat Alley, which... If you're from Wisconsin, you know the place. If you're not from the area, that might sound just random. But it's this alley that has a bunch of these murals. I always just tag Black Cat Alley in the location of my Instagram photo. Never occurs to me to think, should I keep this a secret? Like, no, I want to be able to connect with people who have possibly been to that location or want another shooting spot. Like, I think it's just better to not gatekeep and to just be open. And then another thing that they said that kind of goes along with gatekeeping, like avoiding gatekeeping, I think, is community over competition. So they were specific that others' successes are good and it doesn't hurt you when others do good. And I think 
like obviously but sometimes it's just being aware of that um if someone accomplishes something crazy there might just be that like reaction to have like this jealousy bug and don't do it it's not worth it if another person is succeeding that just means that there's opportunities out there that maybe one day you'll get to take advantage of too so I think it's great to just be very uplifting and be able to cheer each other on especially in the micro influencer space it's I mean, it's a big world because there's a lot of micro-influencers out there, but it's also a small world. Like, once you find your kind of little communities online, you get to know people. And I personally want to see everyone in my community do well. Like, I don't want to see people do bad. So I think it's important to just keep that in mind, community over competition. And then another thing that the panelists had to say about things to avoid as a micro-influencer is ignoring your community. Don't do it. Someone DMs you, respond. I mean, unless it's like spam, rude, or those sugar daddy DMs. Like, take time to connect with real people when you can, because that's why you're in the space. Another thing they said was to not underestimate yourself, which I think needs to be said, even as cliche as it is. I think it's easy to get imposter syndrome in any type of space and I know in the online space a lot of people talk about imposter syndrome and dealing with it so just a little reminder that you got this and you are where you need to be and finally they wrapped up the panel with kind of that same thing that they opened it with which was the authenticity note to be authentic be real that's what people want to see I think it's important though to also give yourself some room to grow. Like I said earlier, when you first start off, it might be a little intimidating or weird to show your true self um, in an online space just because it is so public. It might take a little time to get comfy, but once you find your voice, just go with it and stay true to you. But I would love to hear your thoughts about micro-influencing, if you have any like questions or different tips and tricks to share with everyone, I would love to pass them on. So you can DM me on Instagram at Pod is the show page, and then at Megan.Roshak is my personal page. I will chat with you all next, next week. Yeah.